0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work for It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian
1: House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. And I'm
2: Brian Cohn from Beacone Knives. I'm a young maker. And I work both.
0: The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week.
1: We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our
0: show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. All right, you are listening to The Work for it podcast you my name is brian house and i am back in the studio with my main man mr brian cone of b cone knives yes and sir. we are we are waiting on Benjamin Butler. He's uh, got the whole work thing going on. He's trying to get out of a, surf- or a call that he's on. Man, so that, are- <laughs> he's always just a little bit late.
2: There,
0: I don't know what's going on. This is Come his on. MO. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, and listen, by the way, last week when I wasn't on the show, I mean, you guys should talk me a little bit, which I appreciated. By of the course, way.
2: you gotta. And if I, I'm not here, I will here- defend myself. If I'm not here, I fully expect you to shit talk about me. What was so funny that's just part it, of the game.
0: It's part of the gig. And here's the thing. What was really funny was I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, I am totally, totally uh, bogarting the uh, the work for It podcast or the work for It project hashtag. And it was kind of on accident. <laughs> I, I somehow I, you know, I use uh, I use autocorrect like on my phone, like um, text replacement on my phone for all my hashtags. Okay. Somehow WFI project got plugged into that. And I don't okay. know how I did it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to pull an old man here and go,
2: I don't know how it what? happened. I the didn't computer just did it by itself. I don't just know what it did <laughs> it on
0: its own. I, I have no idea. And it's like, you know, like when, oh. when I, um, yeah, but anyway, so I apologize for that. I, I Hey, it was well-deserved. And you guys did an awesome freaking show without me. Hey, thank I you mean, so much. I uh, I didn't expect it, to be honest. I thought it was going to be super wow. boring. And so you, yeah, ju- you no. just
2: expected us to flop like <laughs> the fish we are.
0: I know I did not expect you to flop. I thought it was going to be good. And and I think what I really like about it is um, you and Ben have like no business being in the same room together. You know, you're so <laughs> far apart from each other in age and in hobby. But you guys just, like, crushed it. Like, you're on the same level with each other. You were doing a great job. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back one. See, here's my theory on
2: that. Like, any two makers, no matter what their specialities are, you know, if you're a maker, you can talk to other makers. And, I mean, of course, not all of the terminology is going to be exactly the same. But, I mean, just having that maker spirit, having the passion to start off with raw materials and end with a, a badass project... You know, you You guys can just sit and bullshit about just about anything when it comes to it. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's I I agree.
0: I think I think it spans all age groups. Yes, it totally does. When people work with their hands, there's a sort of a camaraderie there, you know, doing things together. I've got a lot to talk about, to be honest. I've (laughs) I've got some pretty big news here. I'm going to save the big news for when Ben is on the show. Well, let's start
2: off with what happened in your shop this week Brian
0: what's been happening in my shop I've been extremely busy I've had so much going on and I'm gonna this is right right now I'm gonna dive right into a rant because go this rant is gonna end up on Instagram as well because I think as (laughs) many people as possible need to hear this Um, I as you know sell grinder kits and I use tube steel and I have a steel distributor down here in Tampa um, or near Tampa, which is, uh, where I live near Tampa. Anyway, I mm-hmm. live a little South of there. So I order my steel a month or two in advance just to ensure that I never run out. So, you know, and I order a hundred kits at a time. So, you know, this big semi pulls up and I have to forklift it off the truck. There's, you know, it's a big thing. It's a big operation.
2: Now you've been um, doing this for a while. Do you just know them all by name by the, at this point or what?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. All the drivers, yeah, everybody. I mean, you know, the even all the way down to the postal workers that that pick up the boxes at the at the post office, you know, we're I'm I am at a first name basis. I'm the guy with all the heavy shit, um, you know, because they get to lift it every day. But yeah. So these guys roll up semi. We pull off the, you know, we get off the truck and whatever else. And I get a call from my steel distributor saying, hey, we're running behind on your tube steel cuts. Oh, now geez. I have, I have enough plate steel to last, uh, until my next order of or plate steel, but I don't have enough tube steel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I said, well, you know, I ordered that like a month and a half ago. I mean, it's literally just cutting tube steel down to size. I mean, And how
2: far away are these people from your shop?
0: Well, two hours. It's like a two hour. Uh, it's <laughs> so the, a yeah. month
2: and a half to cut it and ship it two hours.
0: Yes. Come on. And, and, and they're pushing it out even further. Oh, geez. And so, of course, I get I I ask him, like, well, what what is going on? Like, what's happening? Well, you know, covid and, you know, everybody Uh, got sick. This is the excuse they use with me last time. And I said, well, you you, did everybody get sick again? I mean, it just seems odd. You know, she's like, well, to be honest, she's like, I don't want to get political or anything. But, you know. All these stimulus checks and everybody, you know, nobody wants to work. Everybody's on unemployment and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know your business model. I have no idea. Maybe you need to pay your people more or entice better people or whatever. Right. Literally, this is taking a piece of steel, putting it inside of a chop saw and pulling the chop saw down. That's it. Right. You have to know how to use a tape measure and how to pull a trigger and and have a, one functional appendage. That's it. Right. Yeah. So I I said, I can't imagine this can be this difficult. She says, look, we've been trying to hire people. We can't get people here. Mm. Uh, you know, they don't even come in for their interviews and blah, 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 because they're making so much money sitting on their right. butts at home. And uh, I went, wow. You know, and I and I can understand that. But um, at the same time, I run a business, too, and I have staff members and I really haven't had that much trouble hiring people. So I don't really know. If she's being honest with me or if that entire organization is really mismanaged. But if that's Mm. the case, let's just say that's the case that, you know, people are sitting at home, not going to work, you know, not doing things because they they see COVID as a vacation. The time is now for you to get up off your ass and get back to work.
2: The time has been passed for a while. Like, come on.
0: (laughs) COVID is over you can go back to work and you know, I'm not just saying this because I care about my own entrepreneurial endeavor. Of course I care about that. I also care about moving our economy ahead and every day you stay home from work is another day that we lose a fraction of our GDP.
2: Absolutely.
0: You cannot sustain this. We cannot sustain this as a society at all. I don't care what country you're in. You could be in America. You could be in Germany. I don't know. Wherever you're at, if you have the opportunity, you have all of your faculties, you Mm -hmm. can go to work. Get up and go to work. Find a job. Do something new with your time. Find your purpose or start a business if you don't want to work for someone else. I don't care. Start working. Get back to (laughs) doing what you do. Because so now, Brian, here's what I've been doing. I'm now ordering the steel in its raw state in Mm -hmm. big, long sticks. Right. And me, the one guy in my shop, my workshop, I'm able to cut down enough tube steel to keep my orders flowing Ugh. by myself by hand. Yeah. But it's that's, just like one more thing I have to do. You right.
2: Know? But you're, you're literally paying this company to do that for you. So like not only are you losing, that time. Well, not only are you losing Gentlemen. that time, but you're also you've already paid for this to happen. So it's like you're you're getting you know double hit by this. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. One second, Ugh. Ben. We I, we know Ben just jumped in, but I'm right in the middle of a rant. You're gonna Do love it. this. Do it. So so I Ben I, I had, in the house. Ben in the house. uh And so here's my argument for all of these things. If it, it, you know, yeah. I hear people tell me, like, look, I go to work. I try to find a living wage. I try to find a job I like. I try, you know, all of these things are these excuses that are being made for, for whatever their particular situation is. The good news is, is unless you live in a, in a, in North Korea, you can pick, you can choose, you can stand up and do whatever you want. Instead of complaining about it, get up and go work for it. Do something productive. Let's not let our economy fail because mm-hmm. of this. Do not become a leech on our government. Do mm-hmm. not take, make sure you understand that even because you think I'm just one person, you do make a difference. And we need you in the workforce. Get up, get out there, start working for it. Okay, anyway, Preach, that's it, Ryan. that's all I got. Come on, yes, it. That's it.
1: let's go. <laughs> that's
0: it, that's it. So.
1: Let's work for it, baby. You are are so right. Because, you know, I hear so many people bitching about, I hate my job. All I want to do is be in my workshop. All I want to do is make knives. All I want to do is woodwork. (laughs) Well, then go fucking do it. What are you talking about there, Ben? You know, then go do it. Um, Is is
0: this you talking to yourself in a mirror or what's going on here?
1: (laughs) To an extent at times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's times I, I dislike my job. Yeah. There's times I love my job, you know? And I think, um, depending on your situation, I just listened to the hustle and grind yesterday. I think it was podcast yesterday. Yeah. And that message came through loud and clear with, um, oh gosh, who did he have on? Um, Sharky.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, and, and like Plank he said, knives. Flying shark knives, yeah, and he says, you know, he's like, "I am so sick and tired of people complaining about. I hate life. I hate my job. All I want to do is blah blah blah." And, and then all they
0: do is the same thing over and over. All you and over do is again. the
1: same thing over and over and over. And I think and, that and
0: he, he, here's why I think that most people do that is because they want sympathy or empathy from others yeah. about their particular station in life. Mm-hmm. Yep, I yep. have absolutely zero sympathy for you. You have working fingers, a working brain, obviously a working mouth because all you do is complain. (laughs) Right. Here's what I will offer you. Listen to what we are doing. Use us as an example and copy everything we're doing. Work hard, go to work, make your employer happy or make yourself happy by working for yourself, whatever you gotta do. There is zero excuses anymore. And you will be held accountable for the failure of our economy at one point, because yeah. I won't hold back. Like if I when people tell me like, oh, I'm on disability, I'm like, really, what's your disability? I'd love to hear about it. And some people definitely have a valid sure, disability. Sure, I yeah. am not saying that there's many people, though, who I used to live around or be around on the regular that I know we're not disabled, right. that we're taking advantage of the situation, you know. Uh, i can't go to work because i got a bad back and then meanwhile i see them out jogging i'm like right wait you can well, run and but our you systems, can't
1: our system screwed up as well right yeah. and and our, our system uh, i think folks get caught in that system or not caught there's a lot of folks that intentionally put themselves in that system and they put themselves there knowing that it's a safe place and that once you get into that system you don't ever have to get out, right? They um, want to be mothered. They want yeah. to be parents And the system set to up to where literally as soon as you get approved, well, at least in the U.S., right? If you go on social security disability, it is considered a full disability. It is right. considered that you cannot do any job. You can't work any job. Mm. Instead, you know, when it may be well that that person – just couldn't do their very physical job right right if they were a landscaper they can't push a freaking lawnmower anymore okay but they can work a call center sure. <laughs> yeah. you Good know or, th- yeah. or they could work some other job that doesn't require you know backbreaking strength um, and so I think the system gets the system is set up in such a way where it produces laziness or I I will say this I have <clears throat> I have worked, in the public sector now for over 12 years. And I believe that government is the, is a, is a laziness manufacturing machine. Right. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. part of it is that it in, in any government, and this is not, I, I don't think this is exclusive to the U S government. I think this is any government. It is entirely too simple to say, well, that's not my problem or that's out of my scope, or that's above my pay grade, right? And we see it all the time, right? Um, uh, a person calls a congressman or a congresswoman and, and says, we've got this problem and that problem and the other problem. And the very first thing that they're going to say is, well, that's a little bit outside of my scope of influence, mm-hmm. but let me bump that up the chain, right? And then you bump but it up the But here's what's chain, in our scope of influence, the next person ben. says the same thing.
0: We yeah. can, we can set examples, but, Yeah, you know, th- this is one of the biggest reasons why I do social media. Uh, Brian and I were just talking before we jumped on and hit the record button, but I, you know, I was trying to explain in the most um, sort of compassionate way that everything we do, I- everything I do is always designed around my business. You know? So mm, like, right. if you hear what I'm saying on a podcast, you hear what I'm talking about, you see my posts on in social media, You hear even my down to my dad jokes, they are designed for people to get to know me because I know how business works, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. People do business with people whom they know and whom they like. And if I can provide a good quality product for a great price, then who are they going to go to? They're going to, of course, they're going to go to me. They're going to come to me. And then guess what I get to do? I get to work and I get to make money and I get to like pursue my passions And I think it's a systemic problem because really that's that wasn't something I learned in school. It wasn't something that was taught to me through example. I have had work in worked with in government and done the same thing. And you're absolutely right. I think everyone there, they did not care because there was an endless supply of tax dollar money that would come in every month. They did not care. There was no incentive to do any good. By the way, that's the exact definition of communism. It is And and it is. Uh, because it, 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 this is and people, they were notoriously unhappy. The people I worked with, they were all filled with malaise. There was really low morale and it was because there was no incentive to push the organization further. It right. was just status because quo.
2: Any person in one of those jobs, if you work hard to get more done, you'll just end up having to do more work. Yes. So it's it's totally it just pushes you down into you know what's the least amount of work I can get done and still have the job not fire me.
0: Got that right. You
2: got. And that's where
1: like the the free. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I love the the free enterprise right, and I mean I look at what like what we have been able to do with the shop scalpel, right? People say, "Oh, manufacturing's dead." Yeah, large scale manufacturing functionally is you know has taken a massive hit in our country or on our continent for crying yeah, out loud for sure um, but what's changing and i think what's what amazes me is people are realizing that it's changing right
3: mm-hmm. i talk
1: to people joe bag of donuts on the street you know or i'm at an appointment or i talked to i was talking to somebody the other day i don't remember where it was it was the most like obscure place to talk to somebody about this but they're like it, it things are really changing aren't they like people are really making things with their hands people are running businesses yes, out of their sir. garage they're like it's so exciting and i go hell yeah it is it's incredibly yeah, it exciting it because you know? in 20 years
0: a handful of those people who are making in their garage will be yeah, you know, employing fifty people to do the right next for Bill them.
1: Gates is working yeah. in their garage right now. Yeah, right, exactly. the next right Steve now. Jobs is building something in their garage. The, I think this we, is we, the benefit
0: we, of COVID. By the way, I've yeah. said this from the beginning: is that this is going to create it basically created an enormous divide between the haves and the have-nots, but mm-hmm. it yeah. also created an enormous divide between the lazy and the not lazy.
1: Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so
0: I, 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 I get a a very clear picture just talking with somebody for two to three minutes to figure out whether or not they used COVID as an excuse to take a vacation or they used it as an excuse and a slingshot.
3: Yeah. And they
0: went and they used it. And like, man, I hear these people like um um your buddy uh Kuros Carpentry who, yeah, who created Dino. the he created blowing that VAC up. blowing that, up. Uh, he 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 legit took something and and I don't know if you've seen the battery operated ones yeah. now you can oh, yeah, do on the one. wall. Yep. It's like Like this guy, like he created and, and this concept out of thin air and did it because yep. of COVID. It was
1: awesome. Every time I talk to that guy, he's got 20 new ideas for that thing, and he's prototyping 18 of them, right? That's awesome. When I he's first 3D started, printing all that stuff yeah. too, isn't he? Like, I was, oh I was just going to say, when I first started talking to him, he did not even have a 3D printer. And then he bought a shitty little $100 3D printer. And I just watched his stories earlier today. I think I counted six or eight 3D printers running. Well, he
0: has to keep up with production, right? The guy's selling those things like hotcakes, so he's got to be making them left and right. So this is a positive. I want to just real quick change it up a little bit to a more of a – like we're switching into a more positive space now. I'm done with (laughs) my rant. I was – Fucking fired up this morning. I was talking with Brian on on Instagram. We were like messaging back and forth, and Brian calls me, and we're like, "I'm just like this." I'm showing him my setup, and I'm like, I'm looking. I'm, not, I'm I'm cutting this thing, and I'm doing it." Anyway, I I got it out of my system now. I have some big news, and now that because you Ben are now on uh, the podcast, I can release this big news. Bring it.
1: What is it? Are Brian? you guys? Uh,
0: this is this is like life changing massively life-changing
1: you're, no. for no you're gonna get the operation really <laughs> <laughs> well i've already had it reduced
0: a few times ben, i thought
1: we talked about that Ryan. i didn't think that was a good idea it's just, I, I just it's oh far too
0: goodness. large we, we have to do something about my balls oh. they're just so right. big
1: <laughs> well, i have to downsize oh so all goodness.
0: right so you ready for this all right so uh, I've owned a, that uh, computer repair shop, and IT company called Paradise Computers mm-hmm. for 15 years. I started in 2006. Nice. I have successfully sold that business. I am Ooh. now full-time house-made industrial. Hell yeah. I, I okay. am making things in my workshop full-time. I am pushing towards my passion. Now, do not be deceived by when I say I sold my service-based business because...
1: Brian,
0: you're um, rich, yeah. You're rich see, okay. So unfortunately, because and you of got COVID, YouTube money. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, exactly. I got nickels falling all over my head, you got nickels. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, and 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 I and I'll just give you the ins and outs of owning a service based business. When you own a service based business, there's like very little assets, right? There's like no. So I mean, books, we have like right? vehicles and we have workbenches and tools, and then but we have staff, right? So there's so there's not a lot of um, like tangibles and mm-hmm. when i sold this company um or i sold a division of my company my umbrella co- corporation still is intact uh because of covid and because of the loans that i took out with the government i basically walked away with nothing so yeah. i had mm-hmm. i made no right. money on the sale but here's the here's the, what's cool about this i saved the jobs of everybody that worked there hey. i I, I, yeah. I also sold the company to somebody who is going to crush it in the next five nice. years. Like they are awesome. They're the the people that bought it were like my kind of people. I had immediately when I listed the business, I had probably six buyers I could have sold to, and I vetted each one because I wanted to ensure like the first guy was yeah. just like, No, I'm firing all the staff. No, we're just moving your client list. No and I was way. just like, Well, guess what? You're not in the running anymore. Goodbye. Right. And it was <laughs> it, it, like yeah. thanks for telling me that because now I'm I know I can't sell it to you. But the people that bought it they're young they're they're passionate um, fantastic people organized and they really want to take the business to the next level i had my heart was not in that company for a long time for the last 3 I'll years bet. i would say my heart was with housemade and what i was yeah. doing with the grinder project youtube instagram all of these things and my goal was always to create something that would replace my salary I replaced my salary doing social media and doing the grinder project in nine months. Wow. And then That's I basically at that point realized there was no point to me being the owner of that business anymore. So then I pursued selling it and I was, and I finally did it last week. That's the reason why I wasn't on the podcast last week. Cause I was actually dealing with all the lawyers and notaries and
1: yeah.
0: all yeah. the, 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 shit that goes along with mm-hmm. selling, you know, something.
1: it's, it's it's really cool. First of all, congratulations, man. That yeah, that has sure. to feel so incredible to to be in that spot for so many reasons. But it's you know, it's interesting because what like one way to look at it is you've downsized, right? Like to an yes. extent. And I, there's a I don't know if I'm sure you both have seen it, but if folks out there that are listening haven't, Aaron Goff uh, has a video about how he downsized his company. Uh, I guess it was like five or eight years ago. And I just heard him uh, talk about it again on the, um, oh, gosh. Oh, there was another podcast he was on. Not his podcast, but another one.
0: I think he Here, was on Hustle and Grind. No, he was on uh, with uh, Fader. He was on no, with Fader. It
1: was, it was on Full with blast. Fader. Yep, but he was also on another Machinist podcast that I oh, listened okay. to him I on. guess I don't know. Yeah. And I'll look it up, but... Um, but he, he kind of talks through that phase of his life. And you know, what he said was, he's like, he just, he, he was breaking down in all aspects of life, you know, mentally and physically. And you know, where he, he said, the only thing I had in my mind constantly was that every month I had a $9,000 burn rate, right? Like if I had a bad month and didn't make a dime, I owed $9,000 to somebody or some people or some groups, right? Like that was his cost of doing business monthly. And okay. he's like, I couldn't, I could not get that out of my head, right? He's like, I obsessed over that. And he said, business, is, business ebbs and business flows and whatever else, you know? And he said, so he made a, he made a very distinct decision at the time to downsize to a much smaller workshop to much smaller staff, to much smaller, uh, you know, uh, things to focus on, and in doing so, his quality shot up, his sales shot up. You're know, like he did better as a smaller company than he ever probably could have, at least as quickly with a big company around him. And I think sometimes you have to focus in, right? And I think you're so good, Brian, at focusing in on things and. I don't know, just making the picture so clear. See, I will it's, tell it's you that, not that oh, go ahead, Brian. It's not go necessarily It's
2: not necessarily downsizing. It's just right. focusing on what matters the most.
1: Yep. And it, like Yeah, because said, I like will
0: I will end up growing validation. housemaid. I think housemaid will outgrow paradise. Yeah. Probably yeah. by 10. But but see, you're right, Ben, because <clears throat> here's what I try to I've said this before but I'll say it again because it's really good advice and everyone should listen to it is that whatever you choose to do with your time whether or not you be an entrepreneur or you go to work for somebody else make sure it's something that you enjoy doing because when the times are bad and you don't like it and you know you're not making any money it's really difficult to to sustain a failing business and to dump personal funds into it Mm -hmm. like for instance with Paradise for the last couple of years it's lost money you know I mean it, it didn't didn't lose much money last year but it lost money during covid and it was like really rough for us and um and that's a big portion of why i couldn't sell it for more money was because right. you know all i it didn't matter if i had 15 years of profits yeah. you have one bad year, one bad and year they ju- you know. they judge it on that one bad year so you you go okay now i i lost a little bit of money in 2020 it wasn't much but it, it was enough to like down the, yeah. the price, the sale. Especially the, when the you're
1: selling, um, when you're basically selling your books, right? You, you're yes. selling your client list and, and if it. that client list isn't producing Profit, Then it's hard to sell and it, it's a
0: hard justifiable because yeah. you know, like the lawyer is telling the buyer Like why are you buying this business? It lost money last year and the buyer is going it lost money last year dipshit because of COVID
3: Right, and you know,
0: and they <laughs> yeah. they can see the reason they knew they you know They're putting their own money into it. Yeah, but um, yeah, so my my focus for house and moving forward I have a, another couple of weeks of training these folks so I've been really busy working with training them and and doing that kind of work, but they're very competent, very smart, very organized people, and so <clears throat> they picked it up right away. I mean, they're they're just like on it, yeah. and of course now I have to sort of um, hang out with a, my staff members who are no longer my staff. Right. I also have to mitigate sort of mm. their saltiness because there's some yeah. saltiness going on, right? And I keep and I keep telling them like, look it was one of two things was going to happen i was going to either like have a heart attack you know yeah. cuz like just like goff said like yeah i i had a huge nut that i had to pay out every month and you right. know a lot of months recently we haven't made that nut so yeah. you know, it was like we, you know, I was either going to have a heart attack, the, or the business would have closed its doors because I could have just walked in there and, and like, yeah,
1: you'd, you'd be leaving in here in a the doors. blaze of glory, right? So yeah. be happy you still have a job. Yeah, uh, otherwise, exactly. right. in, in a handful of months to a year, you know, shit was going to get really freaking ugly. And
0: yeah, and yeah. I gave him the choice. I said, look, because I sold the business, I gave you the choice. You can give you, you a can, chance. You, yeah. Instead, I didn't make decisions for you. I made yeah. decisions that you can make on your own now granted people, i'm not your have boss
1: and they really have a hard, do really hard time you know it's it, so after last podcast i walked away and brian cone i want to thank you because what, walking away from that podcast i i started thinking about my setup a lot and what mm-hmm. i do both with regard to social media and trying to you know turn my garage into a into a money making machine and dovetailing into what we're talking about here i've become so i don't know what's i I, i've I've got such a lack of focus going on in here right now that it's like it it screamed at me so loud (laughs) you know like brian you were like well, maybe you should start posting finished shots of of actual products that mm-hmm. you make. For that sure. was you know, all
0: excellent advice by oh, the way. Man. It was really interesting to hear <laughs> yeah. your your discourse on that because yeah. Brian, you have some really great insights on this and <laughs> yes. this is exactly by the way, this is exactly what I really wanted for the work for It podcast was you yeah. know, because Brian, you bring this younger energy in at a totally sure. different perspective it's it's interesting to see. Like the, the solutions are right in front of our faces, but we just yes. we just don't see yes. them well, so, until somebody if, goes, "Hey, I why was. don't you try this?"
2: I was if like you've like been people. sparing, if you've been staring at a puzzle for years and years and years, sometimes just the fresh pair of eyes are like,
1: "Oh, maybe you should try so that." True. Like it, you never
2: know. It's crazy. It's
1: amazing. When I start, I, I stepped back and looked at it, and you know, you're right. Um, my content wise, tips and tricks, and um, how tos and process. There are so many ceilings that you can hit, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can run out of tips. People can get tired of watching tips, right? There's only so many people who are interested in the really nerdy woodworking tips.
2: Right, and, and, and you've even totally hit the top of that. Yeah, that level. Even, there's thirteen thousand yeah. people that want to see exactly yep. what, you've, what you've been putting at, out for at least two, three uh, years in,
1: in my circle, anyway. Right, like because sure. quite. I don't think you're going to lose any
0: any followers over this. I, I, no. I know that was kind of a, a concern. I, don't I think you I know think what getting... I think. I I personally think that people want to watch your journey, Ben. I mean, yes. not just yeah. your tips and tricks. Yeah, they they you know. On a side note. I watch I tend to watch your stories I watch your tips and tricks I see that stuff it it, it makes sense it's great to me but i I will sit and watch your stories mm-hmm. yeah. and you said something that I didn't even realize last week you're like essentially Brian you know both Brian's are doing what in store you're doing. You're doing posts that should really be stories. Right, yeah. And I thought about that for a second, and I went, yeah, let me – And then you talked about the swipe up thing where you can see your um, analytics on your stories. Analytics, yeah. And I realized, like, holy shit, people are watching my stories too, Yeah. but they're not – I just don't know about it because I never knew how many people it was reaching. Yeah, that's a great
1: tip. Tip, yeah. I'll repeat that. If folks didn't know – if you watch your own stories, now this is if you're on a business account or a creator account.
0: Yeah, I'm on a creator and account.
1: I would encourage everybody probably to be on a creator account because you kind of get everything from a business account uh, plus more. But if you watch <laughs> your own story and you swipe up, that'll show you analytics about how many people watched it, how many people tapped through to the next story. Uh, if you posted a question people can answer the question there or a poll or, you know, any of the little sticker things that you put on your story. So there's great analytics in there. Mm -hmm. And I I can remember, I I mean, I used to do stories pretty heavily and I probably would have stayed the course and I probably would have become one of those people that just kind of does daily vlogging in stories if it hadn't been for my day job kind of kicking up and getting busy. Um, and that kind of got me out of it. And then now I kind of do it every now and then. But some of that's day job related as well. Stories are such a great place. I I find myself, and I've said this before, when I go to Instagram, I'm watching people's stories typically.
0: Can, I, I, can I make a, a, or maybe you can help me with this. This is another like old man thing. But mm-hmm. one of my biggest beefs with creating stories is that I have to hold down the button.
1: Oh, so if you're making <laughs> a story, fuck? it so there's a fix. So if you're making a story, you know those little uh, buttons sort of in the middle on the left, it starts with create and then there's boomerang yes. layout. Yes. Touch on hands-free. And then when ah, you see. start right. recording, it'll just record and it'll go through four 15 second stories in a row. And then you have to start a new video.
0: Okay. All right, that's good advice because I don't actually hold my phone because it's it yeah, I have a me neither. like a protective like case try around a it tripod mm. thing. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so now I have to hold my finger down on this fucking screen for this right. long yeah. and I'm annoying. just like this is so annoying. I am like, you know, so then I'm recording it out of the camera in the camera app. And then yep. I'm thinking, okay, now I have to pay attention to how long I'm recording. Right, because I do
2: the exact same thing. Oh, I, I it's create, so frustrating! I yeah, create all of that screen. content out outside on on the iPhone camera app. Just yeah. I, I do it on that, and then I have to edit it down. Like I, it has to be a minute long, so I have to edit yeah. it down to 59 yeah, seconds. Pain in and, the ass.
1: I, I do it uh, right on every story I've ever done. I do do right in in the app. Ben, you, say- you
0: are like a, a wealth of knowledge for Instagram. <laughs> I'm not kidding oh. you because these are all problems that seem minor, but yeah, they, they are, are. major they're, issues they're with using Instagram. And and by the way, you sent me the uh, little uh, piece that the, um, the CEO of Instagram is now claiming Instagram is no longer yeah, just right. a photo sharing. A photo. And that blew my mind because I'm thinking to myself, you know, when I got into Instagram, it wasn't a photo right. sharing app three years ago. I mean, right. I spent more time looking at video, Videos. And social yeah. media differences there. And I thought they're just I now catching say, on to this shit. Or what? <laughs>
1: right. And uh, well, I think that they're they're in clear competition with TikTok. Right. And yeah, Instagram yeah. is pushing reels hard core. Right. T- to the point where they've actually set up phone calls with some bigger creators Um, I sent you guys the for the gram podcast and Vic from the stump shop actually had a phone conference, an hour long phone call with someone from Instagram, all devoted to develop, to helping them with strategies for growing with reels. Mm -hmm. Right. So like they are putting a lot of value in 30 second or less video. So not just video, but 30 second or less video. So To tie in a little bit, last episode, we talked about Peter McKinnon and um, his video talking about sort of the difference between highly polished videos versus shooting from the hip, running and gunning, right? I like the highly
0: polished one, by the way. I thought it was much better than the the hand. I think,
1: though, to an extent... Instagram is choosing the run and gun, shoot from the hip. Well, right. definitely
0: because I see it in my own analytics. Why, yeah. why do you why do you think that I shoot so many videos about me just sharing the shit I'm doing every day? Yeah. Is because people are fucking watching it.
4: Yep. I well, mean, think it, about it. it. It's crazy story, how many people
0: right? watch You those.
2: said it earlier. They're they're Create trying to story. They're trying to compete with TikTok, which their whole entire thing is shooting from the hip. Yep. Like, there is no production on TikTok, hardly at no, all. But so if they're trying to compete see, I will with argue, that.
0: <laughs> I will argue, though, that on TikTok, it is very produced because it's all stuff that was well thought out before it was shot. Oh, sure,
2: sure. So, yeah. you know,
0: you, I would you, say. Um, it's not like a story on Instagram. It's different. It's exactly. like when I watch when I watch the really popular TikTok stuff, it's. Usually shot from the hip, but it was well right, almost like scripted, sort of. You know, with -hmm.
1: with TikTok, I feel like one day you could post about apples, the next day oranges, the next day monkeys, and it wouldn't matter.
0: It wouldn't matter matter. at all.
1: Instagram, Instagram is your platform to tell the story of your life, right? Mm -hmm. And and with daily stories, with daily updates with posts, with videos of products or processes or whatever, um, I think that's the, the defining line between the two. Now, if you wanna dive even a level deeper and you wanna really document um, maybe phases of life or projects within your life, then YouTube's your tool for that, right? So if you wanna document a big trip that you took and share it with the world, YouTube's probably the place for that. Instagram stands up that table, you know, with legs by allowing you to just off the cuff from the hip, post some update videos to kind of tease people a little bit. But you know, well, I, got, I just got a documentation.
0: I just got an email from YouTube. Um, they send insider creator stuff and they're pushing people to start using stories on YouTube. Right. Now, you know, yeah. cause I, and I, I, <sighs>
1: So I'm like, okay,
0: I can't, I can't do this. I, I, you know, it's like, I have to record it one time and then I got to, or I can maybe produce it a little bit more and edit it down or whatever. But I, I, I get it. Uh, And here's the thing. When I do a story on YouTube, I get tons of subscribers. I get people watching it. And then now they've got shorts. And I can't even keep up with that because I'm like, you know, shorts is just, it, it, it's I don't use it because it screws up my analytics a lot in YouTube. Yes. So I really? got to stay away from and... Well, you can, you can monetize them now. Oh and, no, you can't. And, really? Yeah. Yeah. They, they'll let me monetize them. I don't know about everybody, but they'll let <laughs> me monetize them.
2: Not little plebs like yeah. me
0: though. That's exactly right. <laughs> stay in your corner cone. Oh geez. <laughs> well, it's because...
2: All right guys. Well, it's fun being here. Thanks for having <laughs> me. <everybody.
0: laughs> okay. I'll see
2: you guys later. Bye.
0: Uh, it's become you know, your um,
2: four
1: hundred subscribers, right?
2: It's become eighty six, thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has become a a very interesting landscape. And I think what we're seeing is almost like early days social media in a way. Oh, it's where, totally
0: being recycled. Like it, we're going yeah, almost backwards now. We're like, to you where know, be, your remember circle when, is but remember, like Ben. People you know? When YouTube started, what was it? It was yeah, essentially it Instagram Studio. Yeah. Right. Instagram oh, yeah. Stories. Right, right, right. 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 It was right, right. people holding a short, GoPro, very walking around their workshops, or doing whatever, shooting their vacations. Like you said, it's it was essentially that, and it was just, and that's what people loved about YouTube. Yeah. And you know who talks about this all the time is Jeremy from Simple Little Life. Yeah. He's like remember the old style YouTube's where you could oh, go on and just watch a guy kind of like make a chair, or make a knife. And, and today it's like a film like this. festival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got you, you have to well who was your director of photography on yeah. that YouTube video that made, <laughs> and, you made? Know? And
1: and there are people making Hit Hit
0: Brian Cohn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <There are laughs> Brian Cohn's got his own
0: big cinematographer. Big He's like, "Listen, yeah, uh well, today we've got right? like um where's my grip? Where's my oh. where's my AP? <laughs>
1: the lighting's all wrong. All wrong." <laughs> But let me tell you,
2: he actually is that level. Like, that's that's joke. No, he's awesome.
0: Your stuff is really, really, really good. It's produced yep. and it's fantastic. I think I'll, you need to shorten up your editing just a little yeah, bit, tighten sure, it sure. up a little. But yeah. I mean, other than yeah. that, it's awesome. And, you know, that's what is being pushed on the algorithm yeah, is more right. of that kind of content. But
1: I think there's also room for the other kind, even on YouTube. I right? agree. I totally agree. I hear so many people getting discouraged, myself included, to an extent, you know, with like Instagram, no growth on Instagram. Nobody's experiencing growth on, on, on Instagram. Right. And mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. No, we aren't.
3: Necess- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
1: I would also argue that those of us in that realm, there are some very clear reasons. We may not know what they are yet, um, or we may just be learning them, but I'm finding out there's some very clear reasons why I'm not growing. I am the most inconsistent Instagram poster ever. I mm-hmm. preach, oh, consistency. Oh. <laughs> I get on this podcast, like you got to be consistent. A, I'm not consistent. Me you too, know, buddy. No. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also I've also kind of quit complaining about it because yeah. I've come to terms with that you know like oh 60 or 13 point whatever followers um, yeah, so what I've come to terms with that's where I'm at and I'm and and what I've started to realize is that that's enough right mm-hmm. however many followers you have, if you have more than a hundred followers, you probably have enough, to have a successful business, right? do. If you can convert them, you have to think about conversion. And, and if you can convert those followers to action takers or customers, then you'll not only grow more followers, but you'll have the ability to leverage that audience to get what you want. It's interesting
0: that you bring up conversions because I did my conversion metric this morning on, um, analytics for social. I broke it down. So, um, so I, I really wanted to find out where, you know, if, if you buy something on my website, like where, what, you know, where did you begin? You know, that yeah. was like the, yep. the, the, first thing. So 86% of my conversions come from YouTube. So like, if you've, wow. if you've ever, sense. if, yeah, it does make sense. And, and so they are, like, someone's going to argue with you, uh, with me about this and say like, well, of course, cause that's where the most people follow you. Um, I would disagree. I would say that my YouTube, um, viewership the, when you look at it from a community standpoint, I get way more interaction on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, 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 you know, that argument for me, okay, 41,000 versus 4,000 or 5,000 on, on Instagram, I think it's 4,000 on Instagram or just under it. It it's, yeah, of course, there's that big gap there, but my Instagram conversions are terrible. I mean, they're, I think it's like 3%. Um, so I, we don't really fully know, but but see at the same time, I f- think I fully believe that you cannot put all your eggs in one basket. You got to have multiple yeah, social media sure. um, uh, components yeah. to this. And Facebook was number two.
1: I can see with can like tw- that.
0: yeah, with like twelve percent. So like, I, which was shocking to me because I get a lot lot of engagement on. I would on think Facebook.
1: you'd have more on Facebook, yeah. It makes well, they, sense. See, here's
0: the thing: they th- because cookies exist, yeah. Google Analytics classifies right. somebody who saw my video on YouTube, then went to Facebook and joined my DIY oh, belt grinders group. Yeah, they see that sale initially came from YouTube, not from YouTube. Facebook, yep. and that's because that, that, that. that's where they originated. And yeah. so that's what they, you know, so that because that ultimately that's the number that matters. That really right. does where, where they, discovered, the they where discovered they discovered Introduced you there. to your brand,
2: yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. All
0: but right, switching gears real quick. I want, I love the social media talk, but I really want to, um, I really want to turn the focus away from that and switch into uh, the shop scalper shop yeah, scalpel yeah. project. And, here, and so I want to give you guys an update as to where I am on that process. And then also with the audience, because I've gotten n- too many to count messages and in- mm-hmm. and instant messages from people who are trying to kind of buy one without, you know, without going the through sly. the proper channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I appreciate that, by the way. But It's just that we have to make it fair. So we're going to do what we decided to do is sell um, them to the patrons first. And then after that, if there's any left, which I doubt, if there's any left, then we'll open it up to the public and then you guys can dive on that grenade and try to buy one. But, um, <laughs> but I, I right now where I'm at with my processes is that the knives blanks are cut out and half of them are heat treated. I've got to finish the, I'm going to go back to the studio tonight and finish the other half and then grind off the, all the carbon that's on the outside. Cool. I'm going to, um, HRC test them. And then I'm going to do some very minor cleanup. Uh, You know, just take, you know, round over the hard edges a little bit, Brian, um, and get it kind of ready for you because they'll go into a box and then you will put on your touch, which is the primary bevel and sharpening. And then it will go off to Ben and Ben's going to make some awesome freaking sheaths, man. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, it's so cool how like well brian you well we were all three of us were talking right about i was designing the uh sheath or the holster for Mm -hmm. it and just like how sweet it is in today's day and age where brian you send me the cad file for it you know 10 minutes later i'm cutting out wooden shop scalpels in my shop so that i can wet mold the the leather you know where we don't have to ship product around as much anymore you know it's just so cool how how quickly things can come together that way
0: i want to just say by the way you're right about this ben how cool it is that i could send you a dxf file you can print it out on your shop bot and have one in your hand in like less than 24 hours like Mm -hmm. a wooden version and then we were all using social media to collaborate and create a buzz around the product using our social media influence and sharing the process and sharing the journey, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, is the best friggin' thing in the world Mm. to generate people's interest in a project because we're showing them, like, there's three guys that do a podcast together they've never met in real life, even though I feel like we've met in real life, we've never actually seen each other, and we're building a product together yeah. And we're going to use this product. This is what I'm even more excited about because I get a super, I get a real hard, um, I get a hard on for like the entrepreneurial part of this is that yeah. this is setting the stage for like remain, like future projects that we're going to yeah. do together.
1: Line. That will oh, yeah.
0: generate some income for the work for it crew. Yes, sir. And, and all the while we're doing this, we're leading by example, yeah. And showing people what is possible if all you do it's, is go out and work for it,
1: and work for it, baby. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, well, Brian, you and I talked about this early on about about doing a project together and sort of, you know, opening the lid, so to speak, to let people see how the sausage is made to yeah, an extent, sure. and you know, some some podcasts uh, pick up sponsors, some hit Patreon heavily. Others, you know, do different ways to, to pay for your time more or less. Right. Sure. And I think that that's a, that's sort of an unspoken goal. Probably. I don't even know that the three of us have really spoken that out loud very much. Let, often, let me
0: ask you something, but... Ben, would you rather build something in your workshop and sell it to the people that listen to us? Or would you rather talk about a sponsor?
1: No, oh, question, no question no <laughs> question at all i would and i'm not and i'm not something.
0: bashing anybody who no has sponsors by the way i think I it's don't a think great people thing.
1: um i don't know that a lot of people have probably thought that way you know that like,
0: sponsorship approach
2: we've had yeah. people's
0: i've turned it away
2: i can right. totally see us doing some sort of a merch like a shirt or a hat or stickers like that but that's also
1: us right that's also us for sure that's building Building a brand, and and I think the work for it brand is is to me, um, letting people in on some of those processes on mm-hmm. how the sausage is made with the show, how we you know how we do it to date, how we've done it is just kindness, right? We've just done it. Uh, um, we've taken yeah. our own time, yeah, and our own resources uh, to to buy equipment to do the show and to spend the time to get together to talk every week but there's a return and,
0: on that investment i feel like. certainly you know I, I definitely feel like we're we're you're, we're gaining money back by doing yeah. what we're doing because it, we're you not know, losing
1: I, for sure we're right? definitely
0: yeah. not losing i i right. think in yeah. in karma and in also in transactions and conversions it would be really yeah. hard to know you know where those sales yeah, came from how but those come in i definitely think people have bought my grinder kit because they've listened to the podcast i'm they, sure they, they may not have found me this way but they they yeah. you know found me right. and listened to other stuff and saw other stuff and then listened to the podcast and went out yeah. and bought the grinder kit mm-hmm.
1: so but i, I think, think to great. have a to have like a, a work for it line of whether it's knives or other other products i think is really cool and i could see us doing this Uh, more and and maybe eventually having some standard things that are that are there for sale
0: if you think about the hardest part about any product is figuring out the processes right so like if if you know uh, the hardest part for me in this one was the design like i felt like uh, i took a really long time and i made multiple multiple prototypes before i settled on this one and I know I said this in another podcast where we're only going to make ten of these, but I think here's what I'm thinking: the design is so good that we can't just make ten of these. Right. And <laughs> right. And make more of these. Yeah. See, I, when, I, when I
2: when I heard that you said that we're only making ten, I was like, "Ah, shit, really? No." Yeah. So, <laughs> so
0: here's here's what we're going to do: we're going to make ten, and then we're going to number those ten, and you're going to yeah. get those, and those will get numbered, and they'll get sold off. What we're I'm what I think we should do though is make a whole series of them and run and of runs. And, um, what I can do with a laser etcher is I can change up the texturing on the handling. So, um, if you've seen some of my Instagram stories and Instagram posts, you can see, yeah, you can see like the difference. Like I made some that have like a different pattern on one side and then, you know, the honeycomb pattern.
1: um, You know what I thought would be cool is if you... Miniaturize down each of our logos and turn yeah. that into a pattern. That That'd
0: would be, be cool. cool. I actually thought about doing that with the octagon pattern. It just yeah. it was they're just too small, so it, like it didn't right. come out right. So yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of development. So
2: you that. you're gonna have problems getting all three of us on. Just put a big cone knives on the side, and we can just <laughs> ship them out like that. I'm just yeah, saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: that, this is all this is all good. These are all good feedback. But uh, you're you're right. I you, but sorry, I the think,
1: housemaid's already on there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. The H and M is already on there. It's just oh, it, No, well, I'm kidding. It's actually just the Work For It logo's on there now. Yeah, cool. And then, yeah. um, you know, as far as like our own personal thing, I think, you know, I don't know how that would work out because it's a really small Space, you know, so we'd have to oh, do that's for projects that in the
2: out. future. We we can do
1: bigger, Definitely better is. ass things and you know. We also have the um the leather holster that could be a potential. That's a spot good point. It, you branding. know, I,
0: I can I can actually etch leather. And you so. could
2: etch it. Yeah. So here's what and I'm thinking. So let's just run down the whole process. So Brian, you're you're cutting them out, you're heat treating them, you're sending them off to me. I'm doing the bevels, grinding in the bevels, sharpening them. Uh, overall, you know, feathering out, making it look nice and pretty sending off to Ben to get the sheath made. And then is that then going back to Brian to do all the la- laser etching? I
1: think it'll yes. go from you back right back to Brian, because I won't need them for the holstering.
0: You may uh, want to have one metal one. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah could just ship to one to me. Double yeah. check because the, the grind that I do is going to be slightly different than the DXF file. So it will yeah. be, cause I do take yeah, off true. a little bit. Yeah, I do take off but a little more, so you may way, want one. I think you're going way, to be though. fine. It's a sleeve, so, I mean, it's yep. definitely going to be fine. So, yeah, then they'll they'll either go to you, Ben, and you'll you'll fit them up with the leather and then ship them down to me, um, mm-hmm. and then I will finish off the laser etching, and then we'll list them on the website, and we'll number Sweet. them. I think, yeah. I mean, everybody obviously wants number one. Like, I don't know how to right. do this. Like, it's so hard. I've, I've got a bunch of people messaging me going, I'll auction. pay you right now for number one.
4: Mention. Maybe we
0: do auction them off. Then start the auction at a hundred bucks or something. I don't know. We'll see. See, I think that's that's probably, number
2: one. honestly, I mean, I know you said this off air, but a hundred dollars, Holy hell, some they're getting great deals out there for a hundred bucks. It definitely was a mistake.
0: It it, (laughs) it was a mistake on the pricing and and I had, Mm. and and, you know, maybe it was because I just feel like I wanted to see how this process worked, you know, and you know, if we invest a little bit of our own time Mm -hmm. into this, we're still going to walk away with probably like say nine hundred dollars or something in sure. in right. profit, right? So, the nine hundred dollar profit component of this will buy all the gear we need. I think, yes, you know, it'll it'll pay for everything. So, I felt like that was a fair a fair yeah. amount of money for the first project. Yeah, I do, however, think that moving forward. As an example to people, it would be great for them to see what is possible and whether or not be an yeah. auction. And, you know, I, I like the auction idea because the auction idea kind of like it dictates like the market will decide, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know,
1: That's what I le- really like about On the auction. pricing, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I this is too, really going to be an awesome project. I'm, I cannot yeah. frigging wait to see how they turn out fully. You know, they know, you know it's going to be pretty amazing. And then oh, and in the future, we'll move we forward and might... we'll do another one.
1: Yes, yeah. Sir. And in the in the future, you never know. I mean, there might be a simplified version of the shop scalpel that, that does stay closer to the hundred dollar price point mm-hmm. and is yes. available at, at any point in time. Right. With like no the first,
0: the first prototype in. that I pushed, pushed out Ben, remember yeah. the one that was yeah. just more yeah. of like a handle that was just straight. Yep. I got a lot of people that said that they would buy that on its own.
1: I, I mm-hmm. like that one. Like, yeah. honestly, personally, I kind of like that handle design a bit more than what we ended up going with, um, but it it makes it a completely different knife. Yes, and, sir. You know, I think that's part of that. That's what I've realized the more I've hung around all of you knife nerds, you know, is the (laughs) one little
0: minor change, man, the the whole ones field difference, huge difference. That's why there's so many prototypes because it was like, and like, by the way, I really like the ones that we designed with the hole in the handle that had the teardrop shape, but I could not, I could not get it to clean up properly. I I had a really hard time making it look good. So sure. I realized, you know what, cut that off. Let's make it really simple to manufacture. So like all of these things came into play. You know, I wanted this feature, but I just don't have the technology to make it work right yeah. or make it at least easy. I think eventually, I think what I, I could have done is milled that those in, but mm-hmm. at that point, it's not a hundred dollar knife anymore. Right. You know, there's a, there's an hour of milling involved in each one. And I mean, that right there just is crazy. That's yeah. just nuts. <laughs>
1: So I've been playing with sort of in in a little bit of a tangent, but um, I've been playing a lot with the shopbot, and and one of the things I've been playing with is is inlay. So inlaying one wood into another, okay. right? And specifically, I've been playing around with logos, and um, actually inlaying them into a cutting board is my wow. my vision. And so you guys might see some prototypes coming your way. I keep, I keep promising all this stuff, but now I've got, I've got good reason to send you both, uh, something. And that's the, the holster for the shop scalpel. So along with that, there may be some other goodies, but it's, it's really inch doing an inlay on a CNC happens. Like I would never have guessed this is how you do it. It's just kind of weird how the process works. And, Mm. uh, it's made me, I don't know, just kind of push the limits, and I and I think that this whole little knife collab has kind of pushed me into sort of that arena where I'm I'm now finding myself enjoying playtime in the shop again, and it's like ah oh, this is great I gotta hey. learn this or figure and, that out, and, and
0: that's the beauty of this these yeah. collaborations right you know, because it kind of I, forces you to go hey Ben you yep. have to make ten sheaths or hey Ben you may have you thought yeah. about making a saya with or, that with that
2: or making a uh, handle for a knife, a little shop. Knife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right.
1: I don't uh, know. About that. uh, that's that's uh, a little far. That's a little no, far fetched. No. <laughs> but I guess to your point, and that's kind of where I was going, was I, if folks out there, if you haven't done a collaboration with another maker, if you haven't, you know, if you still find yourself just squirreled away in your workshop doing your own, uh, your own stuff without anybody else, um, to collaborate with, reach out to somebody. I mean, reach uh, I out just to me. A, reach out. I had to a the great buy-ins. idea.
0: You just spurred an idea in me. What if we yeah. included someone who listens to the Work for It podcast in on the collaboration at some point? There like, you go. They, okay. Like that'd could be awesome. Kind of like I'm into a, it. You know, like you'd have to maybe like win the opportunity or something. I don't know how to oh, choose the person, cool. but like, you know, there'd yeah. be there'd be like a thing where they would get involved and then they yep. get a part of the process and they would also yeah. get a part of the now, profit.
2: Here's my the, idea. So maybe the that can be all wrapped in into the uh, WFI project thing where they have to Definitely. they have to pitch their idea and then each of us chooses our own pitch and then battle it out to find the which one's the winner.
0: Oh, that I would like be that. Cool. Oh, you know like like they come up with the concept is what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that.
1: Ah, I have I one like that. I have one request can we add an S to that hashtag <laughs>
0: work for it, projects? I, I yeah, type yeah, you're right. I think projects
1: you're right. every time yeah, I, type, I type,
2: type it in almost every single time too. All
0: right. Let's add an we, S to it. So yeah, we've from only here, got 50 from here forward. Posts, we'll so. do. Yeah. Uh, well I'm about ready to post a bunch of shit on there. That doesn't I just matter. say
1: most of them are Brian's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to populate
0: baby. I'm, you know, the birds and the bees here. We gotta right. like, you know, flood, flood, yeah. flood.
1: So so it. the official ruling is if if you would like to be featured on the show or featured in the hashtag, use hashtag WFI projects with an S. Risky
0: right? Foxtrot India projects.
1: Yeah. All like, the people
2: that are going to be posting under the regular one are going to be so pissed. Well, hey, well, you, well you, know, you know what? <laughs> we we can go
1: in, though, and what we can do, and I'll do it, I don't that. mind. We change can go it. in and just make a comment on their post and put WFI projects in the oh, comment. Yeah. And then it'll pop it over there as well.
0: Speaking of which, do we have any new projects on there to discuss? I was yeah. just
2: looking. Um, Actually, let me go ahead and do this first one. So oh, this one is just speaking to my soul. His username is Baldman
0: Knife and Tool. Yeah.
1: Come on. Brian, I mean, You had him in your <laughs> shop, right,
2: Brian? Yeah,
0: Baldman bald and I just built a revolution together. Yeah,
2: oh, baby. no shit. Maybe I should let you talk on about it. On
1: 110.
0: Him. Uh, I know Brent really well, actually. He, he lives near me, and I met him for the first time in Atlanta when I went to Blade Show. Cool, cool. Um, I realized that he was uh, not a creeper and also (laughs) very talented knife maker. He's a fabricator, and then so what I offered him was, as I said, because he said he wanted to buy a revolution kit, and I said, "Look, I'll sell you the kit, and then you and I will take an afternoon and build it together, and we'll see how long it takes us." Between him and I, we had four hours invested in it. Wow! So that gives you a a, yeah. We rocked it. Yep. Yep. So
1: and you you. You uh, have that one running on on one hundred and ten power, right?
0: Yeah, that was the that was one of his um, requirements. Was that he works in a ten foot by ten foot shed? Yep. I think well, it might be a little longer than that. It's it's a little longer, but he had no two hundred and twenty in his shed. So the K back unit, the VFD, you can throw a jumper on the inside and you can uh, make it run on one hundred and ten. And we did it. Nice. And that was the first one I'd ever done, because. That's cool. um, I don't know I, I I've never had a need for, to go to 110 I've always had 220 in all my workshops yeah. so
1: yeah advantages disadvantages well you lose what, a hor-
0: you lose a half a horse when you go down a to horse. a hunt yeah you lose a half horse I, I gotta tell you though I, I use that grinder you can't tell the difference
1: I was just gonna say yeah. if you're um if you're grinding knives I mean it never seemed to me like a whole lot of heavy duty grinding right so would 110 be okay um, I mean honestly well, yeah, I run 110. I think so. Yeah, I, run, run one, I yeah,
2: want I I run 110 on a 2 horsepower motor. I, I mean, I don't have a lot of knowledge like I I haven't used 210 or 220 power before, so I yeah. wouldn't really know the difference, but yeah, I mean it 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 serves its purpose for sure.
1: What amazes me, you know, you guys talk about 2 horsepower motors or you know, pretty pretty damn big motors for these grinders. Most woodworkers have a horse and a half table saw. Yeah, You know, like when you start thinking about like the, the punishment you can, you can apply to a horse and a half table saw, you know, cutting two inch thick maple or some heavy wood. Right. Like, I don't know, two horses and above for a grinder to grind a little piece of steel to make a knife seems like yeah. massive. Well, here's the thing. But,
0: CJ over bat at badass blade works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My he buddy is CJ? rocking. Yep, CJ. Um, he built a revolution with a five horsepower. Bolt. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Holy man! <laughs> you could grind a car uh, right. on that
1: fucking. Well, here's what happened:
0: it was he got the motor for super cheap, so he was like, "You yeah. know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just use it," yeah. and he Throw built that bitch it. So, on yeah. there. I guess too though.
1: Like hell yeah, they, he's rocking um, five
0: horses, dude.
1: Yeah, but with the uh, um. With a belt grinder also, right? You've got six foot of belt that you're turning. Absolutely, You've got wheels and other attachments. Whereas with a table saw, it's more or less direct drive.
0: Sure. Right. Yes. Like the, yes. the blades
1: mounted to the freaking post coming out of the motor. I right? have so never
0: bogged difference. my machine down. I've tried yeah. uh, it, the belt will slip before. Right. Before right. it will bog the motor down. So yeah, two horses is like, you know, primo, yeah. like awesome. Some people run them on one horse. Horse and a half, you won't notice any difference. It thing just, it eats steel, like straight up eats steel. I can't believe how many posts are on here. We got uh, Brian uh, Hooten from Hooten Knives. Yeah, man. And um, Antiot River Forge. And so, uh, uh, Brian, I'd like to hear your comments on the bald man knife set that he put together.
2: First of all, I mean, he's, again, he's speaking to my heart with the bald man, you know, of course, <laughs> us bald guys have to stick together. But um also I'm I'm my whole aesthetic is black on black everything. Dude, this guy with this chef knife and this pairing knife, it looks like a black steel uh black coated steel. I don't I'm not quite sure what he used or is that is that just a background or backdrop that's I think it's that? just a
0: backdrop. It's four it, CM. It's stainless.
2: Oh, it's stainless, okay. Well anyways, he's got the black um handles, it looks like red pins. Man, it's just a gorgeous looking chef knife and a pairing like, knife. They're both combo. gorgeous
0: blades. Yeah, uh, his work yeah. is phenomenal. The guy is
2: crushing. Really. It. it looks like maybe love it's about handle. time to uh get a new shop mat because that one's looking a little bit used. But yeah,
1: you know, he's got one under it. He's got a gray one under the green. I okay. see. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> but yeah, oh, man. Oh my it's, god. Probably because he cuts good. through the
0: top one. Yeah. No, I love his work. His his stuff is. Yeah. Primo, man, he started real, making like bottle looking... openers and stuff. That's like what he. Got into that's totally okay. something I
2: want to try next is bottle custom
0: openers. bottle openers and then he started selling those and he was like dude there's money in this I'm just gonna keep making stuff like this and sure um, he's yeah. making designs he's doing all kinds of stuff so yeah follow Bald Man Knife and Tool it's all one word Bald yeah. Man Knife and Tool he's located in Fort Myers Florida which is about an hour not not even an hour like forty minutes north of me and mm-hmm. super cool guy like hung out with him an entire day on Sunday. We did all kinds yeah. of cool stuff and built a revolution together. The guy's like, he's like, I haven't welded in years. And then, you know, like two seconds later, he's like laying down yeah, some sick races. dimes. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Good, Cone,
1: good I, I just stumbled across one of your, um, one of your posts in here with the oh, Axe yeah? Wax. How do you like that Axe Wax? Dude,
2: that stuff is so nice. So um, yeah. before I was just using a butcher block um, conditioner to, to put on oil, yeah. conditioner oil man i started using this axe wax and it's so freaking nice yeah so, so did you like use a... the
0: uh the fader uh, um, <laughs> uh promo code when you absolutely, bought it absolutely
2: of course i did uh, come on you're supporting yeah, jeff fader yeah, and, and yes, the sir. Full Blast
0: podcast i love it yeah because uh what what do you know what the what the uh, promo code is if you buy axe wax <sighs> for him is it full blast
2: full blast oh, 10 or full blast 15 maybe it's full blast yeah. 10 does it on
1: on his profile. Okay. Yeah, so
0: if you buy but... some Axe Wax, I'm actually planning on buying some too cuz like after I saw your post, I've heard Jeff talk about it all the time. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you yeah. know, I need to buy some of that and then I just never do it and then right. I'm working on something and I'm like, God damn it! if I just had some freaking Axe Wax. Two
2: coats of that stuff and then just a little light polish. Holy cow. So Ch- let me ask you something. Change your life.
0: <laughs> are these are these handles stabilized? Um so which post are you on? I'm on the wood. there's like six knives total. um those all are all handles.
2: those are all ironwood. so no, they're not stabilized oh, but they're, they're not don't stabilized need to be.
0: okay, good point. all right. that was my next question. So if they're ironwood, really you want to oil them yes just like this. this is what you want to do. Absolutely. I love the look of these handles, Brian. you <laughs> have Thank you crushed yeah, it with the design of these things. Thank you. I appreciate you know, that. The 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 pins being like quarter inch, I'm assuming, or close mm-hmm. to it. Quarter inch. I just love that look. Everybody's kind of going towards the smaller pins now, which is I dig a little bit like the small, thin micarta like eighth inch pins, but man, there's nothing like a big quarter inch Big brass beefy pin. quarter yeah, yeah, for sure. I looks love really it looks really good. I love it. Nice. It just
1: has that sort of classic look. Like yeah. this set that we're looking at here. With the axe wax uh, in the WFI project that you posted, mm-hmm. they 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 just have like a vintage look to me, right? Like yes. I could see them in a butcher shop. I was yeah. just so gonna say
0: that, Ben. I'm like yeah. they belong on a cleaver in a butcher shop. Somewhere. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Just like hanging out. So my stepdad, when when my when my mom first met my stepdad, he worked in a butcher shop. Him and his buddy Uh, His buddy, it was his dad's butcher shop, and it was kind of like passed down from generation to generation. Nybert's Meat Market back in St. Mary's.
0: Nybert's. Uh, I like
1: it. Yep, Nybert's. N-E-U-B-E-R-T. It was their last name. And, uh, yeah, and so the the guy who owned it, his son and I were best friends all the way through, you know, grade school and high school and everything else. But I can remember going to that butcher shop, and it was a – it was a really old school style butcher shop. Mm -hmm. You know, it had the huge butcher blocks had two big butcher blocks right in sort of the main area. And then they had the meat cases, uh, that sort of formed an L. So you'd walk in, there was a few assorted groceries, but mostly it was behind the counter, you know, and they were there cutting steaks and they made, um, they made German sausage, smoked sausage, and then they made all the other sort of traditional uh, butcher shop goods like salsa and head cheese sure, and sure. scrapple uh, and all Vegas. that stuff. Yeah, just all that <laughs> stuff. But it was always so fun going there, just um, sawdust on the floor, you know, it yeah. just really... Uh, yeah, these where, knives. Where are you going with this, ben? <laughs> These <laughs> knives. Where are, we, where are you taking us? Where, where are you taking us? Let them go. These knives <laughs> that you made. Here we are. These knives <laughs> that you made remind me of that place. Okay. I love <laughs> it. Obviously. I appreciate okay. that. Okay.
0: All right. Very good. Is it? we took the long way around but i get it all right yeah. have you have yeah. you uh have you seen um reclaimed relics forge uh his post where he did the really cool leather work and he like he put yes. the it's like a yeah. hashtag on the leather it's like whiskey wheat yeah or whiskey what does this uh, i, I was it. having
1: a hard time figuring out whiskey
0: one says wheat. wheeler wednesday i think and the other side wheeler. says whiskey weather maybe Mm, I couldn't Got the tell you. Go
1: ahead on to post these 80 layer boot and delt set made from. It was fun, challenging build for sure. The sheaths were custom made and laser etched and dyed and stabilized maple burl scales. Whiskey mm. weather for some That's badass. Whiskey new weather, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, whiskey okay. weather. Very, very cool Damascus piece, and yeah, it's it's got like a handmade, real cool handmade look to everything. It's it's uh, the polish he did on it looks really great. So we yeah. appreciate you, um, you know, putting that putting that together for us, reclaimed relics forge. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it
2: looks it. like he's only at 196 followers. So come yeah. on, guys. I know so, I yeah, say this you... every week, but go and check these guys out. They deserve it.
0: Yeah. So not whiskey... only that, you can get you can get followers yourself if you use the hashtag WFI projects. And then we will talk about you on the show. And Absolutely. then we will send yep. people your way. Yeah, whiskey man.
1: Weather is a song, apparently, Oh. by Deanna Wheeler Music.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nashville.
1: Nashville area.
0: We've got uh, Jamie the Squid, by the way. And I heard you guys talking about Jamie the Squid last week. And you're like, Jamie Blow, I'm not sure that's his real name. That is, in fact, his real name. <laughs> so
2: of course, it is. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, that's his. No, I assume it's right. his real name. That's who who he is on Facebook. That's how I know him. Like, I think he has a brother, and his brother's last name is Blow. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool guy. Like, you know, he's doing all kinds. Seems of Seems cool like stuff. it. Yeah. Seems well, like he's it. one of the things he posted was. He posted that he got the Ameribraid uh, rotary platen, which I'm super interested in hearing mm-hmm. his experience with it because I've been eyeballing it. I thought about making my own, and I've got all the stuff to make one, but um, I've got a few few uh, I've got a few particular things that I cannot figure out without heavy machining. Uh, yeah, so they, you know, they're they, Ameribraid makes some awesome stuff, by the way. I know they're my competition, but I just love their gear. And they they have a um, uh, uh, Craigavich, uh, Craig, Danny Craigovic. I think I'm saying that right, Danny. I apologize if I'm butchering your name. Um, he bought a 14-inch contact wheel. For his Ameribraid grinder, and I don't okay. know if you understand what fourteen inches of contact wheel looks yeah, like. huge. But it's <laughs> huge, Man, and I am—I've got <laughs> contact <laughs> wheel envy because I want one, and I'm like, you know, and they're not too expensive. They're too, like two hundred and seventy-five dollars. It's not that bad in terms of oh. like grinder gear. That's actually not that bad. So uh, I'm like do I buy one? I won't use it very often, but think about the hollow grinds I could do with that thing, man. Like, right. Oh
1: yeah. man. i just, I just See, want one of those so bad. Yeah. Crazy. Hey, so we did not do a live this weekend, but no, I think- we did not. We'll have to try to beef that up and maybe get get one in this coming weekend for folks. I'm ready. So.
0: I, yeah, I'd like to do one on uh, either Friday or Saturday night to do a live. I think that'd be uh, that'd be cool. But yeah, just yeah. kind of. I think what I think with, yeah, I think with sure. those lives, I don't really think it matters. Like, I mean, maybe if it will over time if we consistently do it on the same day yeah. and the same time, yeah. I think people will watch it. But, just putting uh, it up.
1: Instagram's yeah. pushing lives heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy as well. Um, and I, I would say yeah i am amazed so last time uh brian house you and i were on there for like two hours and i i thought they cut you off after an hour no <laughs> we, just we kept going actually, I, for an
2: hour yeah, i sure. once found the the time limit so i was doing basically i'd set up my phone and just work in my shop and, yeah. and just put up a live stream so people could jump in every once in a while fun fact they cut you off at four and a half hours
1: Four and a half, okay. okay, It used to be very clearly an hour. Okay. I I can remember that. They were very staunch on keeping it to an hour. But you also used to be able to do 15 stories at a clip. Oh, jeez. I would love to go back to at least more than four. Four is such a pain in the ass. It's like one minute, you know? As soon as you get into something, they cut you off.
0: Yeah, yeah. One minute is not enough time. All right, real quick, because we are an hour 15 in, I want to... Share my dad joke and I do have an hard out. Oh, so I got it. Shoot, I gotta, shoot,
2: I gotta get my trombone ready.
0: All right, all right, grab your trombone real quick, Brian.
1: <laughs> how how, how to record
0: like that. a thing? You should just have your trombone like in like hanging out with your your podcasting you know, equipment.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of the uh reclaimed audio podcast, because they used to read their Patreon list at the beginning of the show, or at least their top patrons. And Tim Sway on that show would always do a little jingle for like Jimmy Dursta and some of the other big names. He would pull out a trumpet, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> a little added uh, dad joke. Goodness. This this
0: dad joke is going to take some thought because uh-huh. it's a be- it's better when it's uh, when it's read like if you can read it. But uh, that'll okay. give you a, that's a little little insight into this. Um, into this. I may I shouldn't even give you that much. I should have just yeah. said like, you know, like made you guys figure it out. But but yeah, no, I, I actually have a heart out today at four thirty. All my family's traveling and right? I'm taking care of the dog. I've got like I've got You're
1: batching it with me. Well, all right. And I got actually you. I'm ready.
0: My boys are back. Okay. All right. All so Brian's back. back. All, all right. right. Here, all right, you guys ready for this one? Yes, yeah. sir. I walked into a seafood restaurant and I pulled a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got it. You got it right away. I, ga- I, I, God, I, gave, it, I gave you the. I gave you the, the clue at the beginning, but yeah, yeah, oh, no, it's muscle. M U S S E L.
1: Yeah, oh. the wrong muscle.
0: <laughs> Pull the muscle, and what it mean? was delicious, baby. All right, listen. All right, hey, oh, look. Man. Uh, so
2: I totally forgot. I I was uh, talking to you guys off the podcast about this anvil story, but we're out of time. Oh. We'll so we'll have save to hit it, it up save
0: next time. Save, save the Anvil time. story for oh next time because we definitely <laughs> got to hear it. And I appreciate you guys listening into the Work For It podcast. Yeah. As oh, yeah. always, if you want to support what we do on the Work For It podcast, go over to patreon.com forward slash work for it, and you can support us for as little as $12 a year or $1 a month. I mean, last time I walked into a 7-Eleven, I spent $12 on peanuts and and slushies. So, you know, hey, if you appreciate us, you know, put that dollar down a month. It really does make a difference. And you get first dibs on the Workforce Scalpel that's coming out very soon. Probably have that out in the next month or so. But gentlemen, it was a pleasure as always hanging out with you. Uh, I appreciate you guys, all right? And uh, listen, keep working for it, all right? Yes, sir.